This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. All right, welcome to another episode of Marketing Jam. I am very excited today because we have someone from Live Admins, which is a tool that we at Jelly uh, not only use, uh, but we highly recommend it to all of our clients because we've seen the results. And this is not a paid interview in any way. This is not an advertorial. This is not a uh, sponsored content piece. This is an actual true interview. So Hamza, you're here uh, from Chicago. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. And just a first a shout out to uh, Insight Magazine put out by Canada Post. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show. If you don't have a copy of this magazine yet, make sure that you subscribe to it. It's a physical, actual magazine that will be sent to your office. Uh, fun to just put it in the lunchroom uh, for people to read. And it's got tons of inspiring case studies, uh, inspiring stories, facts, stats, all sorts of great interviews in Insight Magazine. Make sure you check that out and they have a different cover and look every time. This one even has bubble wrap on the whole cover. So Hamza, tell us about yourself. Tell us about Live Admins, the role you play and uh, what you guys are up to these days. Uh, before I start, is it possible for you to tell me how do I subscribe to the magazine? You know what, it is a link in the bio and it's a free magazine. Uh, I think actually though it only ships to Canadian offices. So it's uh, for Canadians by Canada Post. So I know that you are in Chicago, so I don't know if they'll send it to you. That's a maybe, but we'll have to look into that. Maybe I can reach out and try my luck. Yeah. So uh, about me, uh, I'm Hamza Nasir. I run a chat company by the name of Live Admins. Um, I'm based out of Dubai, currently in Chicago. This is where we're headquartered. And uh, we essentially do end-to-end -end everything, text-based, video, you name it. We do all kinds of chat solutions. That's what we do for a living. Okay, so if you uh, were to compare it to like those that were in the old school days of like MSN Messenger, ICQ, is that what you sort of do, or how would you describe what sort of chats you guys offer? So, I mean, if you think about it, the tools have changed, but the rules are the same. People still engage with people. Um, and those conversational tools was the beginning of conversations over text. In, um, I believe, 1998, the first company started chat as business messaging from a business to their consumer, to their clients, or what have you. Uh, over time, we've developed our own tool. We've been providing the human resources in multiple languages. I think we do about 10 right now. And uh, we're essentially providing everything that's required. So some companies have their own resources and they want to manage it themselves. So we can empower them by having a tool that allows that kind of communication. Uh, most companies uh, are not geared for that because they hire for certain roles and those people are already equipped with their own responsibilities, in which case they essentially outsource the entire operation to us. So we hire people, test them, train them uh, about everything related to the business, and then they're available on websites, on text messaging, on Facebook. So essentially from any medium, as long as the message can come through, we can help them engage with the audience, answer questions, and help them out. Okay, so help me understand this. So uh, there's a lot of free chat tools out there like talk.to and stuff, and companies are like, oh, I'll just do it for free, and then I'll have different people in my office respond to the chats. And why wouldn't a company just do that? So um, some of those tools are actually brilliant because over time, um, I, I believe there's tech that was always there which cost a lot of money, 
And eventually people figured that, you know, through economies of scale or through different business models, specifically the freemium model, you could source any kind of tech. And the truth is there's a lot of tech companies out there. There's a lot of chat companies out there. And if a company can actually manage their chat on their own, nothing like it. Because in the end, what you want to be able to do is achieve your business goals. In certain cases, uh, you can only have your company manage the tool because of regulatory, uh, I would say, constraints. Uh, it could be just a sheer lack of volume because if it's a boutique business, for example, you might not need somebody to be there 24-7. A, a local joint, for instance, might not require or could use somebody who's not actually in the physical location to do it. And in all those cases, we encourage people to try any of the tools out. We ourselves recommend companies like Talk2 because if you could do it yourself, there's no need to consider any other alternative. Uh, but there are cases in which uh, when you are not available, but it matters, or if you're dealing with international clientele, or if there's a certain volume of messaging coming in, like mm -hmm. one of the things that we guarantee, like every internet company, would be an uptime of 99.99%, which means they'll always be there. And uh, mm -hmm. things on the lines of if, let's say, 20 people want to chat to you right now, or in the case of Dubai airports, we've, we had a certain day where one of the aircrafts from India landed it caught fire, and we had 10,000 chats happening on that one day alone. That's thrice wow. the amount of chats they would have in an entire month. But in those wow. cases, the only company that can provide you disaster recovery options would be somebody like us. So we do this evaluation. We have to figure out, understand the client's requirements, see if there's even an application that makes mm -hmm. sense, and then uh, basically have them figure out if this works for them or not. So the logistics would depend entirely on what the customer's actual requirements are. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah, we'll sometimes actually encourage our clients to get talk, which is free, have it go to their cell phones, and then test and measure for three months how many chats are there, how often are, are the chats engaged in the evenings and weekends, and then is it worth it to outsource it? Absolutely. And that's the right way to go about it. And we ourselves encourage the clients to do the same thing because even in 2020, I still come across clients that do not have Google Analytics and they actually do not mm. know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's true, I know it's saddening, but it's true. Mm. And in those cases, we, we'd encourage the same thing because you need to know what's going on to be able to do an effective before, after analysis. And there are cases in which the volume may not justify even the requirement of having a chat support system. I mean, you need to focus or try to work with somebody like Jelly to build the awareness, bring visitors in, get busy, and then convert those people. So we, we do the exact same thing. Really cool. So, what about this new stuff? I've been I've been pitched a few times to get robo chats, like they like the AI, and they'll hear the question and they'll respond in a robotic fashion. That's been you know. So, so you just pay one time to this you know tech company or like a, a software, and you pay a licensing fee or a monthly fee, and these little robots will respond all the time. So, uh, if I give you the historical analysis, I believe the first bot, the actual first conversational mm -hmm. system was called ELIZA, which was, I think, launched in 1956. And since then, I mean, humans, and I believe every revolution, kind of tries to automate things that don't require a human being to be there. So depending on the school of thought that you're from, and also uh, how empowered is the actual chat system, there are things that can be automated. So uh, we ourselves create bots because, I mean, there are certain scenarios in which you just simply cannot justify having the amount of the sheer amount of inquiries that are coming in, you need entire call centers just to manage it. Like for example, Emirates works with I believe upwards of six thousand people in twelve locations. 
that are all bombarded with phone calls and chat messages. And I mean, if you're getting, let's say, 5 million visitors on your website and you want to interact with all of them, it's not going to make sense to try and do it with humans. So what you could do is you could automate the part that you can automate, which you could, I mean, essentially the entire definition of automation is if you can have a trend, have the data, and have the logic, you could automate it. So there are parts where we even recommend ourselves that, hey, you're getting the amount of increase where it's better that you actually automate it instead of actually having a personalized human experience. So it, it really depends. And I think it eventually comes down to the school of thought. There are people that are comfortable now chatting with a bot. And as long as they're not misled that, hey, this is a human being when it's not, they're completely fine with it. Because in the end, this person is coming to your website or your interface to get some information. And as long as they find the information, it does not matter what medium they chose. So in those scenarios, a bot would work perfectly fine. Unfortunately, I believe at this time, even now, I mean, there are great bots available, but not all of them are equal and not all of them are great. So I've seen certain cases in which bots perform extremely well, and there's basically no need for a human being to come in. And there are cases in which you could have a bot start a chat, qualify the visitor, and then bring a human being in when there's a requirement. Mm. And there are certain yeah. cases where you just want a human being to be there because the experience needs to be personalized. And so how does your pricing uh, system work? Like, is it an upfront fee, monthly fee? Like, what, what's the structure if someone's like, man, I want to outsource it 24-7, have a real human 24-7 monitoring my chat on my website? So uh, this, is, this gets tricky because I work with customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, there's a customer in, I believe, New York where they sell sandwiches and pickles. Mm -hmm. And I work with a company that sells tea. And then I work with Dubai Tourism, which is, I believe, one of the most active tourism companies in the entire world because they literally sell a country to the entire world. So with that kind of variance, what we essentially want to look for is a balance between value and volume. So how many people are coming in? What's this ticket value worth? And in the end, I believe the math needs to add up in a way that if someone is outsourcing their system to us, they'll be saving money. And the pricing could start from as low as, like, let's say, $600 a month. It could go upwards of $50,000 a month. But in both scenarios, one, they get to test it, they get to try it, and they only get towards the payment part if they've actually seen results that make sense. And yeah. in either case, if you're outsourcing, yes, you'll get efficiency, yes, you'll get coverage, but what you will definitely get is cost effectiveness. So it'll always be cheaper than you trying to do it yourself. Yeah, like I'll give you an example. Like uh, the law firms that, that we work with and that we've set up on live amends, like they're paying around a thousand dollars Canadian, and, mm -hmm. and the results though is that they they see that someone is twenty four seven monitoring it. Like that, if they can't hire someone to do that in the evenings and weekends and during the day, so that's where they see the value. Uh, their volume isn't maybe as much as a national brand or a provincial brand because they're typically working in a, a region or a city. Uh, but for them, it's still worth it because the amount of inquiry still takes, would take a full-time person working Absolutely. in weird hours, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and we've got people that are typically sourced out of region. So we have our back-end centers that are Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Philippines, and the Ivory Coast. So the idea is to own these centers where we can work with our own resources so we don't further outsource anything. So, I mean, in real time, if you wanted to, you could see the amount of people that are currently monitoring your website. If you wanted, you could actually see the chats happening in real time. And we do provide the capability that if you wanted at any point in time, you could actually message these people, tell them what to say in a chat, what not to say in a chat, or converse mm -hmm. with them internally if you wanted, 
or just go directly with the client too. So all those options are then tailored to ensure, again, it's, it's based on what do you want to do? What do you want this chat to accomplish? And mm -hmm. I still get companies that come to me and they say, hey, we want chat. And I ask them why and what do you want it to do? And mm -hmm. they actually have no idea. As opposed to I get companies that have actually had chat uh, in their systems of, for legacy periods, 15 years, for example, so they know, they know everything in and out. So it's a different conversation for them altogether. Yeah. I had a story where a client was quite skeptical, right, and, and, and comparing it to you know, calling it silly and why would it, who would want to chat with someone? But anecdotally, we found that people are generally, they want immediate responses, right? They want to microwave their food, they want fast food, like they want things quick. And so when they were able to get an immediate response, and, and again, because it was a law firm, they couldn't give legal advice, they couldn't give any sort of legal information, but they felt like someone heard me, I'm going to get a phone call back or I'm going to get an email back. And the amount of inquiries they got and then uh, of those inquiries that opened actual files with the law firm was incredible, right? It was, you know, one, one month, then two, then three, then four, and it just continued to increase as they realized people actually want to talk to someone two in the morning or while they're at work. They don't want to make a phone call about a personal legal matter, but they're willing to chat with someone on a website. Absolutely. And um, th so this has changed over time because I still meet people that actually want to be on the phone, but that percentage has become really low because the thing is the moment you give out your phone number you're almost certain that you'll be proceeding with the actual conversation and you're kind of giving your information out so our tool and basically any chat tool is not just us it allows the other person a certain level of anonymity if you in a way so you don't have to give me your name and phone number and email address or where you're coming from or what have you and essentially it's in entirely their benefit if they come in and they ask me a question, it gives me the opportunity to build rapport. To just, like you said, and I think there's no better way to put it, just say, hey, you know what, I'm here to listen. In a regulated environment like a law firm, it's true. I cannot possibly give you any legal advice. I cannot really help you out with the matter. And in, in certain cases, we actually have to write that in the chat box saying, hey, we're an intake assistant only. We'll help you out and we'll yeah. connect you with the right person. And even in those cases, I mean, the opportunity to express yourself gives us the chance to then build rapport, help them out, tell them what the hours are, how to come in, or even book an appointment for them if we, if we can. Mm. And that allows typically for a higher number of leads coming in and mm. for a better qualified lead coming in as well, as opposed mm. to you know a missing detail, for instance, or not having enough context of you know whose phone number and email letters did you just get. Yeah. What's it like when you go to the centers where people are responding? Is it, is it a room full of people on computers? And is it, you know, what's it like there just to, to kind of take the veil away from behind the scenes? So, so think of a call center, but then add yeah. music because it doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah. Add, ca add casual dressing because even that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The accent or what you sound like doesn't matter. And we yeah. call them web centers. So, I mean, think oh, uh, cool. the office of Google X you know, a lot of screens. So, I mean, we typically do about two to three. So we've done a lot of A-B testing mm -hmm. in which we figured out what angle of the keyboard, how many screens, yeah. what kind of mouse would actually work for you. Yeah. And uh, the hiring criteria, for example, is one, based on your language. Two, uh, yeah. what kind of education do you have? Because we work with all kinds of industries. Literally, um, yeah. I, know, not, I guess not the best example to give, but selling reptiles in Portuguese uh, for a company yeah. in Brazil and down to managing Keller Williams chat globally. So, and this yeah. is a massive variance. I mean, if, if you are, for example, pursuing a legal degree, 
uh, you're best suited to understand the language that might come in, even though all of this language is still confirmed by the client. So that kind of environment, a lot of screens, a lot of computers, and essentially web centers where you could be listening to music and still be doing your job. But we typically still want people to come into an actual office because we've had the a lot of work-at-home scenarios that didn't work out, even though they have the flexibility at times where they mm -hmm. can. But mostly we would want them to be in one center working within teams and usually working with the clients within the same space as well. Okay. So if someone is interested in getting chat for their website and for their company, what's the next steps and process with live admins? So uh, I would recommend to check us out. Go to www.liveadmins.com. Uh, speak with one of our operators. Mention that they've been referred by Jelly, and that entitles them to try us out completely for free for a month. We don't need contracts. We don't want to tie them into anything. And yeah. it's based entirely on the experience. I mean, it's, it's more or less a pay-as-you-go model, but it starts for free yeah. because they came through you. Wow. And if they're happy with what they see, if they're happy with the results, so they see actual conversations that they can contact, they see an actual uptick in the amount of qualified mm -hmm. leads that came in. And again, there are advantages that you might see right away, and there's advantages that might come in as subtext later on. With all of that combined, if they're happy with the overall experience, we talk payments. If they're not happy for any reason at all, or even for the lack of a reason, we don't tie anybody up into it, and they're free to go if they want. I feel like this, this younger generation that is used to just texting all the time on their phones and not actually using the phones for calling, this is exactly what they need. Uh, I, I, and this was surprising to me because, again, the Middle Eastern market is very different. I mean, it's the only location in the world where we opened retail offices because there's so much face-to-face -face happening. And hmm. same region where we highest level of engagement for a completely different reason because nobody wants to be holding the line and waiting to be connected to an operator. Hmm. Uh, I have, I'm yet to meet anyone that likes an IVR. Uh, voice bots are quite common, but again, yet to meet anyone that's happy with one. And that just puts us almost at an unfair advantage and add to it this exact scenario that you mentioned. I mean, so my cousin here, who I think is, what, 20 years old, if I call him or try to speak to him, I actually tend to not get an answer, as opposed to texting mm -hmm. him, and he's always on the phone and always responding at any point mm -hmm. in the day, which, which helps because text gives you an idea, and, and text actually gives you time as well. So, I mean, if right now in this video I didn't mm -hmm. respond to your question for 30 seconds, it's going to be awkward if not dead. And it, the exact same thing happens in a phone call, which gives me no idea to do much. I mean, I've, I've got to give you a response right now, and it has to make mm -hmm. sense. Over text, if you sent me a text and I got back to you in, let's say, 25, 30 seconds, it's perfectly acceptable. And the industry mm -hmm. average that you usually look at is about a minute. And as long as you're to keep conversational pace going over text, if you're responding within a minute, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, we tend to keep it under 30 seconds to make sure that we always have the people engaged. They always know an answer is coming. And even if it does take some time for us to do some research, you know, pull the right link, a brochure, what have you, it's, again, perfectly acceptable for you to take about 25, 30 seconds and keep the conversation going. And, and these conversations, by the way, can last up to 35 minutes because, you know, you send in a couple of text messages, you go to a different link, you come back to it and you keep it going which is not something you'd expect because the average visitor stay time is not that long. But with chat, you could actually potentially reduce the bounce rate as well as keep yeah. them there for longer. That's exactly what we've seen right across the, the, the grid as far as our analytics, yeah. 
yeah, lowers our bounce rate, and then time on site has just increased um, month over month. So, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan personally. It's why I wanted you on the show. I'm really glad people could hear about it, see it, um, experience it, hopefully, uh, both on your website and uh, free trial on their own website. So thank you so much for making time today. It's been really great having you on the show. It's been a real privilege to have you share about what Live Admins is able to do for brands. I really appreciate you having me, Darian. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for coming on Marketing Jam. We'll see you next week on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.